You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show, we're going to look at this upcoming game against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and looking at some of the things that the Boston College Eagles have to do to potentially pull off their second straight upset in two weeks. Now, Boston College fans, usually whenever they face off against Notre Dame, they have this game circled on their calendar years in advance. You, I mean, you ask a, a, a true diehard BC fan, hey, you know, when's BC playing Notre Dame? They've got that game circled. I, I've seen a whole bunch of folks on Twitter that have got their RVs already set. They're heading out to South Bend in the snow. They're, it's an exciting game because there's just so this a feel to these games because this is, you know, two Catholic schools with a rich, deep history that, you know, where both teams have had their moments, right? Obviously, Boston College, you can go back to that David Gordon game that everyone talks about in 1992. But I'm telling you, when I was at Boston College, I remember visiting my girlfriend at the time over at Walsh Hall. And Tony Gonzalez scores that touchdown uh, in South Bend. And I remember watching fans go into alumni stadium, rip the goalposts down and run down uh, the street celebrating. That was a huge moment in my, my, my fandom. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. We haven't ever seen anything like that in a long time at BC, but you know, this is going to be a big game. BC has not defeated Notre Dame in their last eight games. It goes back all the way to 2009. That predates Jeff Havley, who's 0-1 against them. That predates Steve Adazio, who is 0-4 against Notre Dame. As Jeff Havley said on Tuesday, or Wednesday, excuse me, BC needs to start to hold their end up in this rivalry because right now it's been completely one-sided. It It has been all Notre Dame. Even when Havley played them in 2020, this game was all fighting Irish. They lost by 14, but if you remember that game, it was in Alumni Stadium in front of, I think there were probably 30, 40 fans there. They're just the parents of the players. That game, Ian Book had a huge game for them, and that defense beat up Phil Dracovic. They ended up losing by 14, but it, it wasn't that close. So we're heading into this week's game. We're heading into Saturday. And uh, Bruce McLaren, thank you for following along, asked, wants to know, is it going to snow during the game? I don't know the weather yet. I'm just saying I know I've seen weather going up to now. It's, it's just getting cold and snowy everywhere. Um, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll have a weather report on a, at AJBlack underscore BC uh, by Friday. But on Saturday, it's another one of those matchups. You know, BC is a 19 and a half point spread underdog in heading into this game um, for the second week in a row, because I believe that was the same spread they had against NC State last week. So this is a very similar feel and and it, it makes sense, right? Notre Dame is 18, NC State was 17. 
I, I, I think there's a lot of similarities with these two teams. You have Notre Dame has a, they're averaging 22 points on defense that they allow per game. They've got a young quarterback in Drew Pine. Um, and, you know, they're physical up front. I'm sure they're going to have a great offensive line. So what does BC have to do to win this game? That's a big question, right? Um, you know, I've seen some a, a lot of different folks saying what they need to do. I mean, I'm going to go with the obvious here. If Boston College wants to win this game, they got to start with the turnovers. The turnovers were such a major factor in that NC State game. It really changed the complexion of how that game was going. Because BC was shut. If BC just simply shut down MJ Morris, which they did, but they didn't have the turnovers, I don't think they would have won that game because they needed that field position flip when you're playing a good defense like that. That was really key. I think that was a major factor. I, I think, though, that this game, on top of that, presents a factor on off the, for their defense, for BC's defense, that NC State didn't, didn't, um, didn't uh, account for. And when you looked at NC State's offense, there wasn't really any major weapons on NC state that you're like, Oh my gosh, how is BC going to, how's BC going to defend this player? How are they going to do this? MJ Morris had a nice strong couple games, but he wasn't like a guy you were like, Oh, this is a major thing. This is the BC is not going to be able to handle this week. I look at Michael Meyer, their tight end who pro football focus ranks as their number two tight end in the entire country. He had like a 91 grade on pro football focus. This guy is a beast. And I, I, I consider this a mate. This is going to, this is like the matchup that I'm circling all over my, all over my, uh, my Excel spreadsheet because BC has to figure a way to slow him down. And I'm a little concerned because the linebackers for the Eagles have shown all year long that they're still struggling, that they haven't been able to, to slow him down. I mean, the best linebacker you have is Vinny De Palma, and I'm not sure he's going to be the answer for this. You need a little bit more speed and size. I mean, the big factor for this game is can Cam Arnold and Bryce Steele figure this out? Bryce Steele only played 16 snaps against NC State which is down by over half of what he usually does. He usually is averaging like 35, 40 snaps. So BC's defense had to figure some things out against NC State. I'm not sure they're going to do the same thing against Notre Dame. But for me, it's going to be how they figure out how to slow down Michael Meyer. Because if this dude goes up there and looks like the athletic freak that he is, he could take over this game. He could he could put up points at a, at a clip that'll make it impossible for this offense to return. Okay, so I I think that is that's what I'm circling right there. If BC can slow down Michael Meyer, they could have a chance in this game because I think the offense. I mean the offense, the defense for Notre Dame, they let up 30 plus points to Navy last week. They've, they're averaging 22 and a half points per game that they've allowed all year. And I, I feel like they're not going to, they could, they're susceptible. I'm not saying that BC is going to be able to do it, but you know, they, they could have their moments. They also let up, um, uh, 
you know, 32 points to UNC, which isn't that bad. 24 points to, to Syracuse. So they've had their moments. They're stingy though. I think it's going to, I think for BC, it's going to be getting those turnovers on defense and slowing down Michael Meyer. What do you think? What do you think BC has to do in a moment? The quarterback situation sounds like it was settled last week, but Jeff Halfley just resumed, uh, revealed something on Wednesday that might make a few folks nervous. We'll get into what that is in just a moment. Now, it have are you feeling like you just can't get in shape? It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Remember when winning felt easy? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called winner's hormone or the man's hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge back? Want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testosterone will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like testosterone, and it has been proven in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. So what you need to do is go get a com- complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Again, text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, the most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back your shape fast. Absolutely free. Again, co- text COLLEGE to 231-231. Again, that's text COLLEGE 231-231. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. This is Locked On BC. AJ Black here. And we are talking the upcoming game against Notre Dame. There's two real talking points that I want to get into. And it's more of updates from things that we talked about on yesterday's episode. And they're things that I'm a little concerned about. Because I have to admit, yesterday's episode... I was just kind of spitballing a little bit with this Phil Dracovic versus Emmett Moorhead thing, because to me, it seemed like Dracovic was gone. Like he, like it, to me, it just seems like he's not going to be the quarterback for this game. Uh, heading into this week, uh, Halfley said that he had been in concussion protocol, that he had a rib uh, back of his rib injury and a knee injury. That being said, on Wednesday's press conference, he was asked, "Could Phil, you know, could Phil Dracovic play in this game? Because you know that Phil Dracovic has the Notre Dame game circle. This is a big game for him because it's against his old program. It's on the road in a stadium that he used to play in. He he probably since he's transferred to BC probably has had this game circled on his calendar for for years." And Jeff Halfley said there's a chance that Phil Dracovic could play this weekend. And what you just heard right there was the collective gasp of Boston college fans from all across the country, right? Well, I'm here to tell you let's, let's, t- let's, let's pump the brakes because I don't think Dracovic will be the quarterback on Saturday. Now, just for clarification, ACC media and coaches the coaching staff, when they have, oh, sorry, when coaches have their their meetings with the, with the media, they are not required to give any injury reports on, reports on anything. And 
that is kind of why when I I've mentioned this before that Jeff Halfley, not that he's evasive, but he doesn't seem to always be forthcoming with anything because he doesn't have to. And I don't blame him for that. It's a not, it's an edge for him to not say anything. Right. What is, what is the edge for BC to go out there for him to say, Nope, Phil Dracovic is out. He's not going to play. You have just taken away. Even if it's a small edge, the fact that be, that Notre Dame now has to just game plan for Emmett Moorhead. So I hear I hear him say this, knowing what Dracovic has been going through. And to me, it still strikes me as Emmett Moorhead is going to start. Now, there's other things that are going on, and we're going to get to that in our final segment that could mean that, that Dracovic is going. Um, but... I, I think, honestly, I think that you're looking at this game and I think that he's just trying to, to game Notre Dame here because there's nothing, he gains nothing saying Dracovic is going to be out. And I, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know because, because the, this, again, you, we're not allowed to see the practices. So I don't know if Dracovic is taking snaps. It's all closed. So it's just guesswork at this point. Um, you're going to probably find out from some student that's walking by the practice and saying, Hey, number five is practicing. But for me, but for me, I think, I think Moorhead's going to be the starter. Now we've got some comments that go along with this. I want to, um, I want to get into Bruce wants to set Bruce McLaren, who is a rabid new fan of this podcast. I mean, Bruce is everywhere. Uh, he says, in order to win this game, I feel like we need to have some sort of run game. This is because if we do have a run game, they can get behind the defenses and we can play splash plays to help Emmett. So I get you. I'm right there with you, Bruce. I'd love to see BC run because you need to. But I think we said it with, with um, Mitch on Monday. At this point of the season, it's it's good to try out to see if you can get the run going. But if you're just running and it's going nowhere for the entire game, it's not even worth it. Like defenses are able to stop BC's run with the simple three man front. So you're just basically wasting downs doing that at this point, because defenses aren't respecting it. They don't, they don't need to game plan around it. They just basically sit back and go, okay, you're going to do that. We're going to stay in pass pro uh, pass, pass defense. And then we're going to stop you. So, I mean, if they can figure out something to get something going, all the power to them. I just, I just don't see them doing it. Okay, um, and um, we'll talk in a moment about what Andrew Jones has to say. He has a comment as well. But before we get into that, I one little off-topic conversation here that I wanted to bring up for today's episode is the XFL. And before we get into our last segment about Notre Dame again. XFL had their NF, their, yeah, NFL. They had the XFL draft on Wednesday, and I have to be honest with you, folks. I I don't know anything about the XFL other than The Rock is the owner of this group. I don't know when they start. I don't know the season stuff. I I I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> like I don't care about the XFL. I don't care about the USFL. I do care when I see BC players go someplace, and it's cool when there's guys that just aren't catching on in the NFL. They find a new home, and so. A bunch of different players found homes, and I'm not even going to tell you what what teams they go to because, again, I don't know anything about them. Uh, Isaiah Graham Mobley, who was with the team last year, linebacker, transfer from Temple, he got drafted. Brandon Sebastian, 
cornerback. I don't, I think he went to camp uh, with the, the chargers. He got drafted Lucas Dennis, who I feel like he's been out of BC for about five years now. Uh, he was a safety with the bucks for a while um, on their practice squad, but he got drafted. We also saw Ben Petrula offensive lineman who made it through camp and was like right on the edge of ma- making a roster with the Cleveland Browns. He got cut. He got drafted and there was one other players, uh, Max Roberts, Max Roberts, a transfer from Maine. Remember him in 2020. He was a, a really good pass rusher. Uh, he got picked up by the Rams um, during camp a couple of years ago and just hasn't picked up. So that's cool. I mean, I, I'm never going to watch these games, these games. Cause honestly, like, these these leagues, their football is pretty terrible. <laughs> and but I'm I'm also glad that some if these guys are thinking of going to football, it's a cool opportunity. Just look at like PJ Walker with the Carolina Panthers. That guy had nothing going for him. And he ended up going to the XFL, the the second iteration of it, and found a job. So maybe this will help some of these BC players find a new home. Uh just something to think about there. Now, in a moment, more bad. We talked about bad news yesterday, and I'm going to be uh, the bearer of more bad news as we get into uh, another update from Jeff Halfley uh, during his press conference that you're going to want to hear about. But BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Now, if you're thinking about this weekend's game, Bet Online has the line at 19 and a half right now. You can get over there and get your action in right now. So Bet Online, where the game starts. Locked on BC, this is AJ Black. If you have not done so already, Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It takes just 10 seconds to do. And it, it's the easiest way to support our podcast and get great Boston College news and videos sent directly to you. All you have to do is hit subscribe. If you want it to be notified when we go live, you can hit the little bell too. That helps as well. All right. To wrap it up today's show, on tomorrow, uh, we're talking about this Notre Dame game. We kind of previewed a little bit about what I think BC has to do, you know, stopping Michael Meyer, forcing turnovers again. But BC has more bad news. I couldn't believe this when I heard it. So on Tuesday's episode, we talked on Wednesday's episode, we talked about uh Halfley mentioning that there's some guys with high fevers on the roster. And I and I was worried about that. And he just mentioned high fevers. Uh, he's not a doctor, but on Wednesday's press conference, he confirmed that they were the flu. It was the flu which is bad, bad, bad news. This is not good. He said upwards of 12 guys on this roster have this have the flu, which is incredible. I mean, you've heard other teams having it. I heard the Bills are hit with it right now. We saw Texas A&M last week. Saw a bunch of different guys get hit with this. But this is now two years in a row where BC is going to possibly be hit with a bug that could cost them this game. Remember last year against Wake Forest, it's all private. So we don't know who had it, but we know for a fact, because Halfley has brought it up at press conferences that his team was ravaged by the flu in that game. That was a game BC lost. I think it was 41 to 10. They look sloppy. They look slow. They look sluggish. Part of that could have been because they were all sick, 
Now, that was a game against a ranked opponent. This game is a game against a ranked opponent as well. And I look at this and I say to myself, okay, this is a major issue for Boston College because BC last week against NC State had to have all their guns. They had the, they needed to play a perfect game and they didn't, but they did what they needed to do. If this team is sick, if these guys are playing at 50% and we don't even know who it is, then you are in trouble, uh, you know, in some major big areas. And we don't know who's sick. That's, that's the tough part about this. Like I'm spitballing, uh, that, you know, what, what could be impacted? Like I look at the defense and go, gosh, if they don't have the guys out there to make some stops, they're going to get run all over. I, I do. I, 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 I wish we could find out because like, is Emmett Moorhead sick? Is, is Zay sick? Who knows? Uh, but it sounded pretty dire. The convert, the comments that Jeff Halfley made during that press conference made it sound pretty bad. <laughs> but I think the one the one silver lining of this, and I'm just going to be positive here for a moment, is that it's earlier-ish in the week. So hopefully, the you know, it's the flu. Maybe it's a 24-hour bug. They get it out of their system. On the flip side, if a whole bunch of guys have it, they could spread it to more different players, and then this is just going through the team all week. So I don't know. I don't know what how this is going to impact this game. I'm worried. I'm absolutely worried that this is going to be a a factor in this in this in this matchup, because the last thing BC needs is is guys that are gassed because they are they've just been sick all week. They're uh, cramping up because they're still dehydrated from you know the flu. There's a there's a lot there's a lot of things to look at for that, that factor. And we'll have to, we're not going to be able to get a, an answer, you know, because Halfley is going to guard it. And he, as he should, he has no obligation to tell us, but we're going to have to wait. And we're going to, you know, the, we call him the grim reaper this year, but Pete Thamel, who I, you know, folks have been asking, why don't you get it? It's because Pete Thamel works for ESPN and I don't, <laughs> but Pete Thamel is going to get you, this this update on Saturday morning. Prepare for Twitter when you hear the bing of if you have him on uh, alerts as I do. When he says this player and this player and this player is going to miss this game, that's when you're going to hold your breath. That's when you're going to get a better sense. But even it, you know the guys that are missing this game, it's the it's not even that. I mean, if you look at the Wake Forest game, I don't think many guys missed it. I think they played and they were just sick, and they weren't they weren't a hundred percent. So. I, I I think this is a, a major storyline moving forward. Honestly, I think it's bigger than Phil Dracovic versus Emmett Moorhead, in my opinion. Uh, and and Teddy said, yeah, this is this, BC's been snake bit with with injury injuries and and illnesses over the last couple of years. Teddy Edson says COVID canceled the bowl. Don't forget, yeah, it's been sickness and bugs for this team ever since that 2020 season when they had you know halfley was bragging about how that team avoided covid it feels like they've just been hit with this over and over again over the last two years all right on tomorrow's show we will be joined again by mitch wolf we'll get his perspective on this game he's going to give us his full prediction we'll look around the country look at some of the other big games this weekend as teams are starting to lock in on the playoffs we'll give you some betting odds as well i'm sure you're going to want to hear that 
you can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. I'm also the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. I hope you guys uh, end up joining us over there. Uh, there's some great, it's a great BC community with a great BC message board. And I'd love to see you all uh, sign up and become a, a member uh, because it's, it's, it's a great community of BC folks. Uh, this is AJ Black. We'll see you again on tomorrow's episode. Take care, everyone.